air from the state of Florida, where our 45th president temporarily resides until his triumphant return to that big house in Pennsylvania Avenue in 2024. Once again, it's time for the Flagler Trump Club's Future of Flagler podcast. Here are the patriots who will keep Flagler County red while making America great again. Your host, Trump Club President Mike McElroy, along with Trump Club Vice President and Palm Coast City Councilman Ed Danko. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Flagler Trump Club's Future of Flagler video podcast. I'm Ed Danko, along with my co-host, Mike. Mike, what's going on? Is that a newspaper you got over there? Yes, Ed, and we'll, we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, Ed's chomping at the bit because, lo and behold, he made the newspaper this week again. Ah, something, so, something uh, finally worth reading, huh? Yeah, uh, okay. yeah, I guess you won't throw it away this week. Uh, so, first off, uh, I want to mention to all of the men and women serving in law enforcement, this is Police Week. And in, during Police Week, uh, more, a, a very impressive memorial ceremony is performed down in the, uh, at the Law Enforcement Monument in Washington, D.C. And we had our sheriff and our chief from Bunnell down there mm -hmm. because they recently lost members of their uh, service in the line of duty. So they were down there. We at the uh, flag of Palm Coast Kiwanis uh, always have annually the Law Enforcement of the Year Awards. They are uh, officers nominated uh, by their bosses in their department. Uh, and uh, we were proud to have uh, those three awardees and their bosses there um, to, to give out the awards. So be safe, the men and women that are out there serving us. and. Uh, just remember, the job is a difficult job to do, and uh, you should. We need to thank those people that are performing that job. Well, if anyone knows how difficult it's you, because you did that job for many, many years—forty, but you know—and uh, and of course, you know, there's always a pendulum. When I started in the '70s, uh, we had a lot of ambush assassinations and things going on, and then. Now it's turned back to that, and we have uh, people who believe that the police are the problem, not not the uh, answer. But uh, that's crazy, and and you can see in some of these cities that adhere to that philosophy that crime is skyrocketing. Yeah, so absolutely. Uh, President Trump's still on a roll with the primaries, as, as as far as I can see. As far as I can see, looks like he's. Uh, if you get that endorsement, it's pretty much gold. Yes. And our great Governor DeSantis, uh, we, we hope, will be reelected easily, although Florida elections are always tough and close. So if you're a conservative, don't assume you're going to win. Get out there and vote. Um, and I don't know. now we can get to the above the fold, although <laughs> it's not... You're not on the front page. Not on, well, there's a there's a, a plug to it on the front page. But but you've provoked a discussion again. I did. I did. Uh, the about uh, ethics and candidates. So if I get this straight, uh, the our, our supervisor of elections presented to our city clerk uh, a statement a statement on that ethics candidates would sign. Would sign. Yeah. And the statement. I guess uh, tells them to be honest, and you had a problem with that. How come? Well, the, number one, um, I saw that it wasn't the ethics that was a problem. 
Uh, it was a very good statement. You know, we all want ethical candidates. We all want to run clean campaigns. Um, you know, but it went a step too far. And for me, it was government overreach. Government bureaucrats have no business telling candidates how to run a campaign. There are laws you must follow. Those are laws on the books. But presenting a statement where they would say, don't tell any untruths. And as I said, who are we going to get to decide what a truth is? The Joe Biden Ministry of Untruths? I don't think so. Um, it, it, it was It's a horrible idea. And, you know, who's going to enforce it? It's not enforceable. Uh, there's, there's, there's no powers that can come and say, you know, you broke your pledge. Um, it's up to the voters to decide what kind of campaign that you're running. If you're running a really nasty, mean campaign, voters will know it. If you're lying, voters will know it. Um, you know, we're supposed to have a media that keeps uh-huh. some checks and balances well, on that, yeah. and that doesn't work. Well, you're, so, you're a liar almost automatically with a lot of the media. You just yes. have to go and Google Trump's name and find out yeah. that 98.9% of the media is, is anti-Trump. Yes. He's the liar. He, and yeah. so yeah. you could expect that if, if, if this document were signed by a candidate who was a conservative, they will hear the allegations yes. from their Absolutely. opponent that they are lying and they're violating that. But there is no objective body to determine. There isn't. And so um, once I brought up my concerns, I mean, at first, the rest of the council was ready to, to get on board with this. But once I brought up my concerns, I flipped the entire council to where we're now not going to do that. We're going to write a little pro- proclamation saying, hey, we hope you'll run a decent campaign, basically, and we'll stick it in the packet when we give candidates the materials. They want to read it, they can read it. If not, they can do what I did with it yesterday and crumbled it up and threw it in the trash can where it belonged. It's a bad idea. And um, again, it's really designed to smear conservative Republican candidates. And uh, I wasn't going to allow that to happen. Oh, good. Uh, You also had some discussion, I see, at City Council about the condition of Palm Coast Roads. Your thoughts on that? Well, I I actually learned about this two weeks ago. I went to a staff meeting on this subject. And um, uh, in the next five years, our roads are going to start deteriorating. And when they do, we're not going to have the money to keep repaving them. Uh, We've not put that money aside over the years. Well before I got on council, I mean, you know, the folks before me um, have been kicking that can down the road. And as I finally said, you know, we can't we can't keep kicking it down the road because there is no more road to kick it down. The can stops here. We now have to address this issue and we have to come up with the money we need to continue repaving our roads on a, on, on a decent schedule. And the problem is we don't have that money. So as I said at, at council, I said to staff, you know, we're not raising taxes this year. We're going to do a rollback. And um, I'll never vote to raise taxes. I'd rather drink antifreeze than raise taxes. But we're going to have to find serious places to cut. Because we have must have priorities. We must have roads. We must have police officers. We must have fire. We must have EMTs, uh, so on and so forth. But there's a lot of things we don't have to have. We don't have to have $7 million splash pads that don't work. We don't have to have pickleball stadiums, you know, when all we need is a handful of pickleball courts. 
So um, we have to be seriously thinking about cuts. I'm going to be pushing for cuts. And because uh, what are we going to do if our roads deteriorate? We need roads. So it's really that simple. All right. Well, I think you have an event you want to mention yeah, coming up. Yeah. As some of you folks know, I've been working with a congressional candidate out of uh, Orlando, the 9th District, uh, Scotty Moore, as a solid Trump-supporting America First uh, conservative Republican. Uh, he is getting an endorsement next week uh, by um, Chief of Staff, Donald Trump's last Chief of Staff, Mark Meadows. This is a big, big deal for this campaign. And um, so I'm very, very proud of that and very proud of the work Scotty's doing. Uh, you folks out there, you can make a difference. We can take back the United States House of Representatives by flipping five seats. We're going to flip a lot more, I think, but, but Scotty is one of those seats that we're going to flip. So um, if, you go to, if you go to Scotty Moore, and that's Scotty with a Y, Moore for Congress.com, you can contribute to his campaign and make a donation. Um, we've got a we've got Darren Soto is the uh, representative now, the Democratic representative in that district. He votes with Nancy Pelosi 100% of the time. We got to toss this guy out, and, and Scotty's the one who can do it. And I'm proud to be a part of his effort. So please visit Scotty Moore for Congress, and that's the word for F O R Congress.com, and make a donation if you can. And from that, I think we'll go to our guest today, Tim Sharp, who's also a candidate, who's also a Republican. And you are running for our state house. I am state district 19, Flagler and St. John's counties. Wow. Well, wow. so that's that's a that's a bit you, you're up against the powerhouse and you know that in Paul Renner. So tell us a little bit about what your strategy is and tell us where you stand on the issues. So our strategy really is we understand that we're up against major money. And okay. we're doing this on a grassroots level. So it's get out, knock doors, meet constituents, and just put the work in. We know we can't outspend them, so we're just committed to outwork them. Yeah. I see. I think Florida politics said he had $2.1 million stashed away. Most of that's in his pack, but absolutely. Yeah. He has two packs. Yeah. 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 So what uh, you, you, you believe that it's a grassroots campaign door-to-door way to succeed. I do, and I believe that's what the people want in the state of Florida and in America in general. They're tired of politicians as normal, and it's time to get back to representatives of the people, by the people, and for the people. That's a lot of doors, I'm guessing, in your in the district you're covering. The goal is to hit 10,000 doors five times. So you want to hit the same 10,000 five times. Mm -hmm. So that's like 50,000 50, doors. 50,000 doors, absolutely. Now, are you doing all these doors by yourself? I've got some volunteers coming on, but I've done a lot of them myself to this point. Well, I, I know firsthand the value of knocking on doors because when I ran for city council, I started a year, almost a year and a half out, and I started by knocking on doors. And I did hit 10,000 doors myself. And then I had to stop because of COVID, unfortunately. But, but I know the value of knocking on doors. I also know how hard it is. It's work. It's not enjoyable. Uh, no, it's not fun. And it gets hotter and hotter now as you go on. I mean, I remember knocking on doors just totally covered in sweat, you know. But people really are surprised when a candidate knocks on their door. And they like seeing that candidate. And they remember that candidate. So that's a, that's a real good strategy to get out there. And I'm glad to see you do that. So 
tell us where you stand on some of the issues. What are, what, are, what are the issues out there that concern you, that you want to make a difference, you want to change? So really, if you want to focus on what I'm overall looking at as my platform, it's really just to nullify unconstitutional federal laws. And we're all disappointed in the, the crazy senile resident of the White House right now. But what people don't realize is the power is really held in the 10th Amendment at the state level. Mm -hmm. And we've seen the radical left do this over and over and over again with sanctuary cities and even with marijuana. We can nullify these unconstitutional federal laws. So, like, any, anyone in particular? So, I Any mean, law in particular? That, that, I'll, I'll give that you a, a recent example yeah. of when this went through. So, if we look at when we had the OSHA mandates for vaccines that were kind of staring us in the face, a man that I'm proud to call a friend and mentor, Anthony Sabatini, was screaming for a special session in the state legislature. Mm -hmm to ban those mandates in the state of Florida. Um, what I would like to see happen in the state of Florida right away is constitutional carry number one, and then to repeal the Parkland bill because there's so much bad legislation and, and to amend that back to 18 year olds being able to purchase firearms. And 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 you you work in the gun industry, don't you? I actually recently just closed my business down due to some supply chain issues. You did? I did. You weren't, you weren't getting enough? Uh... There was just no product available to get. I mean, no, no, no bullets, no weapons, both? Both. Wow. I believe it. I ordered a firearm well over a year and probably going on a half ago and still haven't gotten it. The wholesalers are just completely out of stock on everything. Wow. Um, and yet, what other issues concern you? So, obviously, for me right now, if you look at the news cycle, Roe v. Wade has been a huge topic. Huge topic. And if you look at that original Supreme Court decision, it did not make law. It basically just said that they were going to hold that power at the federal level. So I would love to overturn that and just completely abolish abortion in the state of Florida. Well, I, I think uh, I think that's very possible, obviously. And, um, you know, Ronald Reagan said it best. Uh, he, he, he noted how all of the people who are opposed or in favor of abortion have already been born. Very valid point. Very valid point. Um, we're all hoping, I mean, it's apparently the Supreme Court is going to overturn it. I mean, that's already leaked out. And um, it's going to come back to the states, and we expect here in Florida to totally outlaw abortion in the state of Florida. Of course, you know, states like California and New York and Illinois... They're going to go right on killing babies. That's what they do, and it's it's despicable. And I recently right. heard Anthony Sabatini say that he expects major geographic realignment within the country, which makes sense with Roe v. Wade coming. Oh, sure. Places like Florida and Texas are going to get more and more red. Mm -hmm. California, New York, more and more blue. So essentially, we're going to have two countries within a country. We almost have that now. Well, yeah, we have a lot of divided opinion. Now, obviously, uh, the your opponent talks a conservative game, is designated to be speaker next year, assuming he wins his election. But uh, where would you define the differences between yourself and, and your opponent? So my big, my major difference is I think I want to play offense, not defense. I don't want to see something happen and then react. I want to file legislation to stay ahead of things. Okay. On that note, we're going to take a break for our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Tired of sitting at home restless? Need to exercise? Playing golf is one of the best ways to stay fit. And golf courses are one of the safest places to be. The gorgeous 18-hole Gary Player designed Cypress Snow Golf Course is open to the public. Enjoy your game in the heart of Palm Coast, surrounded by nine glimmering lakes and plenty of wildlife. Your safe and healthy choice is Cypress Snow Golf. Voted the most beautiful course in Flagler County. Call to book your tee time, 437-5807. That's 437-5807. And we're back, and we're with our guest, Tim Sharp, candidate 
for our state house here in Florida. Um, I wanted to mention one thing before we go further, since our, our you just saw the commercial for for uh, a golf course, one of our sponsors, Cypress Knowles. Uh, we're having a Memorial Day barbecue picnic uh, coming up, Mike, and they're going to be we're going to have an auction. And, and Cypress Knowles have, has donated two free rounds of golf. Yeah. So let's tell everyone so about the picnic. The picnic is a Memorial Day weekend, uh, not Memorial Day, but Saturday the 28th. It's at the VFW where we hold our meetings on Old Kings Road. Uh, it's from 4 to 8, and uh, we always, uh, we have entertainment. Yep, we got we got um, Mike K. Uh, Mike K. Uh, he's fabulous. Yes, I mean, our mem many of our members are familiar with him because he's mm -hmm. done a lot of our our social events there. We got a bunch of candidates that are going to be showing well, up. We have Tim. We've invited and we've invited uh, oh uh, ten of what well, we we didn't invite everybody. Well, we didn't okay. invite the liberals uh, or the rhinos uh, or the swamp we, creatures. We, 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 we selected people yep. that we've dealt with that we know, mm -hmm. and uh, so it's not a general invitation. However, they will have an opportunity to display their literature. They will have a couple of minutes to speak during the course of the, the event, and uh, you know we're looking forward to seeing them. Yeah, and tickets are twenty dollars. Twenty dollars and. Uh, food hamburgers hot dogs and uh as i said entertainment and uh it, it'll be a fun evening from four to eight all right well that is terrific well back to tim so you're going to be at our picnic right yeah i'll and be there be talking to voters and stuff and mm -hmm. um there's a lot of other issues going on in this state anything that so i think you can honestly the, the American public, they're really concerned about federal issues. So you can take any federal issue and relate it back to the state. So mm -hmm. if we look at what's been happening at the southern border, right? It's a complete disaster. Just it's horrible. Porous, people pouring in daily. So how do we impact that at a state level? It's it's mandatory e-verify. Yep. E-verify, which has been proposed two years in a row, never went to hearing, never received any committee support. So with e-verify, you basically have to say that you are who you say you are before you can be employed. So if you make the state of Florida unattractive for illegal immigrants and they can't work and generate revenue, Suddenly, they don't want to come here. So mandatory e-verify is a big one. Constitutional carry, as I mentioned, is a big one. Yeah, well, and, and of course, the employers don't, some of the large employers don't want mandatory e-verify. And it's really been Because it's hard for them to then hire the people that they've been hiring. It's really been lobbied against by big ag companies. It's been citrus and sugar that have really lobbied against the mandatory e-verify. Yeah. Well, you know, if you had e-verify, you wouldn't need to build the wall. Right. Because nobody would come here. They wouldn't be able to get any employment. So it's 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 something we need to do here in Florida, without a question of a doubt. Um, you know, Joe Biden secretly flies these people here and drops them off at night at some airport. He's doing that all over the country. But if they didn't have jobs, they wouldn't get off the plane. Right. You're not going to stay where you can't generate income. In my own former county, uh, Westchester County Airport, was used uh, for several of those flights coming in at after the airport was closed one o'clock in the morning and that was documented by a westchester county police officer who wearing a body cam confronted this people who were supervising letting people off the plane and they essentially admitted yeah we're flying them in in the middle of the night and we're we're releasing them here you know it's just unbelievable everything that this administration has done has been to hurt this country um 
I just drove by the gas pumps. Oh. Now, 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 yesterday they were, it was like 419. It's up to 449 a gallon of regular here in Palm Coast. Overnight. And I think we're just getting started. No end in sight. And what you really have to worry about as it impacts you is diesel. Because people forget diesel's worse. And who's using diesel? The truckers that are bringing you food, the truckers that are bringing you everything in the supply chain. You wipe them out and you, you're going to have a serious problem. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know where this ends, to be honest with you. It's, it's, it's getting scary. Mm-hmm. They're talking food shortages, baby formula shortages, also everything shortages. I just saw today where pallets of baby formula were being delivered to the border. Yeah, oh, of course. Put into a processing. Yes, yeah, of course, yes. Um, you know, we're shipping baby formula well, to the Ukraine. Yeah, and this is a deliberate energy policy to eliminate gas and, and uh, you know, fossil fuels from the Democratic Party, which has created an artificial shortage. I know they blame it on Ukraine and Russia, and, of course, that has some impact. I wouldn't deny it, but... It, prices were already going up and already in trouble before the Ukraine invasion. So uh, we're at the highest point of inflation in, I think they said, 40 years. Uh, and it, there's no end in sight to that. And they're being very conservative by saying 8 point something percent because obviously gas and some of the other vital products that we use are much more than that in terms of price hikes. So. Are you going to be debating your opponent? I would love to. I, 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 I mean, I assume you've issued a challenge. I have, we have not yet. My team has not done that yet, but I'm sure we probably will. Okay. It'll be interesting to see if uh, he comes forward and sits down and discusses the issues with you. Um, but I bet you'd be looking forward to have that happen. I would absolutely love it. Love nothing more. Tim, Second Amendment. Uh, you're were and in the in the firearms business where do you what's what's your position on the second amendment and i might add the notion of constitutional carry constitutional carry is is a must-have in the state of florida i mean honestly to get a concealed carry permit and i do still teach concealed carry classes it's just a tax on a god-given and inalienable right if you could legally purchase the gun you should be able to legally carry the gun okay so your opponents would say constitutional carry uh is just an invitation to a lot of of crazy people walking around with guns and not having to get gun licenses they would say if you're going to drive a car you have to drive you, you, you need a driver's license why why would you be against having a firearms license guns or laws don't stop crimes those that are committed to to actually violate the law and commit a crime with a gun they're going to do it regardless with without a permit with a permit regardless of what that law is so why punish law-abiding citizens and make them pay that tax on that right and it's a, it's a steep tax. I mean, I think when I got my uh, my my carry card, it's like one hundred seventy five dollars. One hundred seventy nine. One hundred seventy nine dollars. Yeah. And how long is that good for? Seven years. Seven years. It's I, I guess it makes revenue for the state, but I think there's better ways we could collect. It's and it's just a lengthy process. My permit took almost three months to come in the mail. Yeah, mine was about three months too. Um, I didn't have to take the course because I'm former military. Um, which 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 I appreciate, but not everybody in the military handles weapons. Right. So I, I'm not other than your you know once a year qualifying. Uh, I think it was once a year, once every two years. I had to qualify. You know, basically with a handgun. Um, I'm not quite sure 
And I believe in personal responsibility. So if we look at an everyday citizen that's going to carry a weapon without a permit, mm -hmm. it's their responsibility to know the laws. And before you make that decision to strap that pistol on your hip, mm -hmm. you need to do the you, research yourself. Yes, yes. And, and you need to educate yourself on how to well, handle and, that weapon. Right. You would still have legal liability if you use that weapon in a way that it wasn't intended to be Absolutely. used. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, talked about abortion. Talked about constitutional carry. Okay talked about the problems at the border and how they affect our state. Uh, what else affects our state? So opinion? I have committed to Anthony to refile his legislation because he'll, he'll be moving out of the state legislature mm -hmm. after this year to audit the 2020 presidential election in the state of Florida. Vote. Honest elections are important, right? Without it, we don't have a country. Right. And a lot of people are feeling that we don't have honest elections. We certainly, I know, I mean, I believe that the election was stolen from President Trump. And, and I think we've and, seen a lot of that with 2,000 Mules. Yeah, I have not seen that yet, but I'm getting ready to watch it. I may watch it this evening, actually. Have you seen it? I have. And what 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 did you get from it? Um, and a very organized plan to overthrow that election. Wow. And it only takes a handful of counties to do it. Now, you worry about the vote count here in Florida in your election? I'm not necessarily in my election, but I do think we had issues in the state of Florida. And, you know, everybody looks at 2020 and says, well, Trump won. Well, it's not about Trump winning Florida. It's about was the process transparent, honest and accurate. Yeah. And, and you know, the election before that um, with our governor, you know, and our senators, mm -hmm. uh, our one senator was up. Uh, those were very close elections. We, we almost got a governor who was a former mayor. Who apparently has some drug issues. That's Would have been a, a disaster. And I think there was about eighteen thousand votes separating the two of them. Yeah, it was one percent or less than less 1%. than one percent. It was, uh, and you were that far from a state income tax because that candidate, if he had enough uh, votes in the legislature through also Democratic wins, would have imposed and said he was in favor of a state income tax. So uh, I don't think you've heard the end of that if you have a Democratic governor. So um, one of the things that have driven the Florida economy, I believe, is the fact that there is no state income tax. Now, mm -hmm. you know, you can argue, you know, there's fees and other things that make up for the state income tax, you know. But the bottom line is a lot of the economic growth here has been due to that lack of state income tax, I believe. I know people that have made Florida their permanent residency because they're saving a pile of money as opposed to living where I came from in New York or California or other places where the state income tax involves a lot of money. So, Tim, do you have any events coming up? Um, I don't have anything currently scheduled. We actually have had some over the last few weeks, and we'll be scheduling some probably in the next week and a half or so. Okay. Well, you'll be at our Flagler Trunk Club picnic, mm -hmm. so people will be able to meet you, talk to you, see your material, learn about you, and we'll be um, giving you time to speak along with the other candidates. So, uh, if folks, again, if you want to meet Tim, come out to our picnic at uh, 4 p.m., 4 to 8, on the 28th of 20, this month, 20 Saturday. March, get, your, get your ticket, uh, and, uh, you know, we look forward to we, This is really better than a forum. I mean, we had considered doing a political forum, and then you try to invite everybody, and then you try to get the questions, and then you try to get time for the questions, and we think this is better. Anybody that has questions for the candidate, can you'll be right there in their yeah. face having a hamburger. You can quiz them, uh, so you're not limited to some 
tight form. You have a website, Tim. I do. It's www.vote4sharp.com. So it's vote4sharp.com. Mm -hmm. And I assume people can donate to your campaign. They Absolutely. can see where you stand on all the issues, uh, things of that nature. Speaking of websites, we have a website. It is Flagler number four trump.com that's flagler number four trump.com you can learn all about our trump club we meet every third monday at the vfw in palm coast this monday we have as a speaker a, a i consider him a real firebrand uh chuck collins who is ah, the chuck is amazing president of yep. the republican conservatives of warman beach assembly and also affiliated with the florida assembly and he is a constitutionalist and a man who's dedicated his life to uh as he would say taking back america for we the people yes and and chuck if you've never heard chuck speak you're going to want to come out we start promptly at 6 30 so get there a little early to find the seat and again that's monday night um and every third monday at the vfw at palm in palm coast and we always try to have a great guest for you we look forward to seeing you there. Uh, you know, our last guest, Anthony Sabatini, yeah. Yeah. which Tim has referred to, was also a great conservative and a great fighter. Yeah. Now, you're, you're close friends with Anthony. I am. Anthony's endorsed my campaign. Yes, yes. And that's a great endorsement to get. And um, um, Anthony, of course, is running for a larger office. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how he's, he'll do. We're going to get him on our show, by the way. We did have him come to our Trump Club. It's about all the time we have for today, folks. We will see you again. Uh, actually, we'll be back next week because we moved our schedule up one week for this month. And until then, uh, you know, hang in there. God bless America. The Future of Flagler is sponsored by the Flagler Trump Club. Our meetings are every third Monday starting at 6.30 p.m. at the Palm Coast VFW. Visit our website, flaglerfortrump.com. That's flagler, the number four, trump.com to learn more. Let's make America great again.